The lotus is considered divine and one of nature's mystical creations that represents the purity of mind and soul. It defines the capacity of the soul to expand and embrace the beauty of life with a clear conscience. The lotus flower sheds its seeds and blooms at the same time. This is a really special flower and it emerges from the dirt and unclean bottom of the pond. It's so interesting, but it still remains untouched and unstained by the dirt and mud surrounding it in the pond. This unique quality of the flower is believed to represent pure spirit, birth, rebirth, beauty, fertility, transcendence, and resurrection. The lotus bud itself is compared with a folded heart or a soul, which has the ability to blossom or awaken to realize the divine truth. This symbolizes the journey from the darkness of ignorance to the light or spiritual illumination. The lotus journey can also be equated to sisterhood and supporting each other on our spiritual journeys, whether they are within our own bodies and our own spirits or even out in the world. My next guest, Christine Eric, knows the Lotus journey and has experienced the Lotus transformation with her own, within her own soul, as well as leading women in their own journeys around the globe. I'm so excited to share with you Christine's unique journey and how she came to connect communities of women scattered around the world. It is very exciting to welcome you today um, and to hear about you and your the unique, interesting um, creations that you offer. And I'm going to um, talk to you today, talk to our listeners about Christine, but first I want to welcome you to Om Your Power podcast, a podcast brought to you by Soul Centered. Soul Centered is a spiritual center for anyone seeking meaning, purpose, and healing in the afternoon of life. We provide healing and guidance services to anyone seeking to make the shift from a self-centered to a soul-centered life at midlife and beyond. My name is Ariella Halevi. I am the co-founder of Soul Centered and the founder of Your Soul Healing, this podcast for women and your healer in the afternoon of life. I'm an empath and energy healer, helping women to make a shift from living in their shadows to feeling empowered, whole, strong, and in their future. So welcome, Christine. I'm so happy you're here. Thank you so much. I'm really, really excited to be here for this conversation. Yes, I think we had a, an instant connection, so I'm excited to see where our podcast will go today. So Christine is the founder of Lotus Sojourns and host of Travel, Soul of Travel podcast. Christine creates and guides transformational journeys for her travel company, Lotus Sojourns. She's a natural connector and is dedicated to creating space for women to authentically connect around the world. Christine wants each woman to embrace their purpose and know themselves invaluable and equal members of this community. You can also hear her celebrate impactful work throughout the tourism industry on her Soul of Travel podcast, now in its second season, which honors voices of women. She also works to empower women in partnership with Threads Worldwide, a fair trade jewelry company and recently launched Lotus Communities a brand that gives back to the communities and organizations she connects with on Sojourns who have been impacted by the loss of travel and economic burdens related to the COVID-19 pandemic. So again, welcome Christine. And I'm excited also to hear about this new um, Lotus Communities. Um, as you tell us a little bit about your story, I really am excited to hear about all these new things that you're doing. 
So why don't you um, start with diving into your your personal story? Let me know and let the listeners know how did you come to create the Lotus Sojourns and where did you, you know, where did you find that on your own spiritual journey? Um, About three years ago, I started really, I guess, hearing that call to change or um, I just felt like I needed a shift. I felt like something more was out there for me. And so I started this internal exploration, started reading a lot of um, different materials and also started thinking about um, where my life was in alignment with who I wanted to be and um, what that looked like both personally and professionally. And I had worked in tourism Um, for about 15 years off and on, 20 years off and on. Um, I took some time off um, when I had my three daughters, but always kind of stayed engaged in the periphery of travel, um, especially the space of um, more more conscious travel, um, educational travel, sustainable travel, responsible travel. Um, My master's degree is actually in sustainable destination management And um, I kind of, I spent some time trying to connect all the dots to see why I was feeling so much dissonance. Like everything just felt a little bit off and I couldn't figure out why I kept coming up against a wall. And I was at a healing event um, in Denver after, shortly after moving here. And there was a woman who was a purpose coach and she was giving away like free 30 minute calls. And I thought, huh, purpose coach, this is definitely what I need. And she just started asking me all these questions about um, things that I was interested in, in as a child, what I was passionate about, things I love in my life now, things that had made me happy. And, um, and then she just said like the most obvious thing ever that I had no clue about what, which was, have you ever thought of starting a women's travel company? And I felt like the cartoon character getting hit with the frying pan. And I, I was like, no, I, I just, I have never thought about that, which I cannot literally believe. And um, I had thought about travel and creating my own company, but I had usually been coming from the space of um, family travel because I had three young daughters or sustainable or environmental travel because that was my education background but I hadn't really thought of putting it all into the context of um, working with women which has also been something that I have found over the course of my adult life has been something I've been really drawn to Um, you mentioned in the opening that I'm a natural connector and it was something that I didn't see about myself as well which is so interesting how we don't really we're not aware about those characteristics that we have but someone someone said of course you're a natural connector of women look at all these things you've started and I had looked and I created like all these women networking groups based around um, either breastfeeding when I had young daughters or yoga when that's what I loved or being a mom entrepreneur when I had young kids and I was starting a business I created a huge group and um, and then realized because I've moved so much all three of my daughters were born in different states that I also had these huge pods of women like everywhere that I just left them in my wake. I was like, oh, 
you're right. Like, why, why can't we see ourselves the way other people see ourselves? And so I sat down with that information and I sat down with travel and I really started thinking about why I love travel. And that's where I landed with the Lotus. Um, I remembered being in Egypt and a guide telling me the story of the Lotus and um, it just really almost brought me to my knees because it was so beautiful and it just like answered every question. And then when you fold that into the context of travel, of using it as this tool to kind of access that viewpoint of ourselves and to hear our voice and then to use it as a way to really transform, like all of the pieces just fell together and um, which I think really happens like once we once we really listen to our soul's calling, that alignment happens and you just start to move forward. It's such a beautiful story. And I love the, it almost gives me like the chills when I, when I hear the story of the Lotus. And then when you combine it in with your travel company, it just makes it so unique and special because every woman is, every woman is on a journey, whether it's, you know, outward or inward, but it sounds like what you do is that you take them on these, to these locations in order to experience something within themselves. So it's not just a trip somewhere, you know, the Lotus is a spiritual journey inside to transform. And so it's interesting. I mean, when you take them to these places um, and this obviously is pre COVID. So I want to ask you questions about your past year. Um, when you take these women on these spiritual journeys, what, what do they experience on the journeys? Are they just kind of going to each location or is there something special that you do to symbolize their transformation? Um, well, I'll, I'll walk you through the journey that I had planned for Guatemala this year as an example or last year as an example of, of what that journey is. But um, we the the theme of it was connecting to mayan spirit in guatemala um, to connect to your purpose and your why and so we start the journey um, in antigua and meeting with artisan groups which is also something that i really enjoy to do on when i travel personally but also as a part of a sojourn because there's something about that cultural connection between women that really creates also that inner awareness and a different way of looking at yourself. Um, so we do that and then we, we sit in circle and we draw our why. And it's just really powerful to break down the barriers of communication because the women that we're connecting with speak either Spanish or maybe even um, a Mayan language. And um, so everybody can draw a picture and then we stand up and we share with through a translator um, what that is. And it's so powerful when you see the similarities between dreams, especially amongst women for caring for our families, whether it's our children or our parents or our friends, um, really wanting to be seen and heard, wanting to be valuable, wanting to be equal, like it all 
it all maps out the same and there's different hurdles to reaching those dreams but like at the end of the day the dreams have the same essence and so we start there and then we go to Lake Aditlan which is um, the Mayan culture calls it like the belly button to the world. It's kind of this place, space where, where um, heaven and earth and underworld like all can be accessed from the same space. Um, mm -hmm. And the energy there is beyond magical. Um, and we then meet with a shaman and he does a traditional Mayan like purpose which is um, giving you your Nawal and that's your symbol based similarly to like your astrological sign, but it's the Mayan sign. And with that, it really tells you like why you're here and what your purpose is. And when I had mine again, I just was kind of near tears because it was basically, you know, you're a connector of women, you're meant to guide women on their path and on their journey. And, and he was like, and what do you do? And I explained to him and he was like, that's very perfect. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. And um, so we go through that process and then um, all along we're kind of, you know, also seeing the sites, hiking to a volcano, maybe doing some um, physical challenges to help us to overcome and to see how we respond to situations and being really mindful and present to the experience, not just like maybe doing a really hard hike and then being sore and complaining about it and you know whatever but like really saying like what was the challenge what was my mind telling me why was my mind telling me that and journaling through it and sharing it within a group so that we can also live through a shared experience and see what others might see that you miss and then um, at the end of this journey is again coming to the artisan community and we talk about um uh, we, so we do our why and our purpose, and then we come back to like um, our mission statement and our vision, like what is going to keep us hanging to these two things that we know, how do we thread that together? And um, we create bracelets with them that remind us of this journey that you can take with you. And again, the, there, there was a few of us in this circle when I did it the last time and um, the woman who was kind of the leader of the artisan group in that area and myself went last and I went just before her. And um, it, it was so, it was really unbelievable because she got up and spoke and said almost the exact same thing I said. And I, we were just like, you know, in tears because we just have this vision for what we want for women in the world. And um, so that's, that, that's a little bit about the experience. It's very much, the destination is a part of the journey, but it's not about the travel itself. And it's about the connection really authentically with the women and the destination and the others in your group to be able to like reflect and see yourself. And then after the journey, I encourage women to gather their community and share their experience because then that makes the experience ripple out even further because you're empowering friends that maybe would have never taken a journey like that to go ahead and set out on their own or um, sparking something in them that maybe they, they hadn't heard or, you know, there's just so much in seeing ourselves and one another to create that step forward in our journey. Such a beautiful description of what you offer because you think of 
someone being a travel agent, you know, in the beginning of your career and you think of it as just planning trips and what you're showing us is that it's so much more than a destination. It is a destination within your own inner journey. Mm -hmm. Um, and I also think, you know, there's something to be said living in Israel and, and I mean, I moved to Israel, but I've, I've traveled there and I've been a part of a different culture and to experience leaving your comfort for something that is unknown and really can be very scary is also life-changing. You know, when you leave the comfort of your own home, you're, you're just chucked out into the, another culture, another universe, another time. And it really is life-changing. So the challenge that I'd like to talk to you about is what do you do when you are stuck at home for a year, when you can't travel? What does your business do personally when it's all based on going to these beautiful life transforming destinations and suddenly you have to do a pivot and where does that pivot happen? How does that go? And how did that happen for you personally? Um, yeah, so this has definitely been an interesting space. I, I launched Lotus Sojourns. I had my one-year anniversary last March about this time. Mm -hmm. And then within minutes, it felt like we went into lockdown. And then I proceeded to cancel my first like full year of trips. And so... Um, that hard for you? was really hard. It was... Yeah very frustrating um and you know coming from that space where I felt so in alignment and so like the universe was like you got it here you go and I was like oh this was like a pretty mean trick yeah. <laughs> um and and then also um at the beginning of the year I had um and I mentioned I had been really doing a lot of inner work and I have been trying to really uh, harness and um, honor my intuition and my spiritual connection, which I've been learning is really strong and perhaps uniquely strong. Um, we only know our own experience, so it's hard to put it in the context of others, but I began receiving really strong spiritual messages or um, guidance that uh, I realized in the past I'd heard but kind of shook off because I didn't really understand what it was. I just thought it was maybe my own internal dialogue. I have a really creative mind. I, I always called it when I was younger, my like radio channels that I have all these channels and stations going and I'd be like, no, just turn that one off, turn that one on or literally like put the radio on so loud that I would drown out all of the other stations. And um, I had just received like the message, like the year, this is a year to trust the messages. You're gonna learn to do that. Um, and then I had asked what my word of the year was to like guide myself and it was journey which I, I immediately went to shake it off. And I was like, you can't give me the word journey. <laughs> I run a travel company and that seems ridiculous. That seems like totally on brand or something. Like it didn't feel authentic to me. Right. And, um, and then I, I was later um, like at a gift shop and there was a little bowl of rocks that have words. And I was like, well, I'm just gonna test what my word is. And I pulled a rock and it's journey. And I was like, I get it. <laughs> I'm like I will hang on to that and then started receiving messages that this was the year that I was going to use my voice that I wasn't going to hide anymore 
And so between all of those things, I already was like heading into 2020, just like really excited and really terrified because all of these things were putting me in a, in a place of discomfort. And I started out at a conference for Threads, for Threads Worldwide, the fair trade jewelry company, and like received a message that I needed to speak at the conference. And I, I again, tried to shake it off and I kept getting woke up hearing the same message. I'm like, okay, text my friend who happens to run it and said, can I ask to do this? And she knowing who I am said yes. And I got up and, and gave this like little short presentation. And in that moment, like my whole demeanor felt different. It was like something activated in me. And then coming forward to March and lockdown and my travel company and me sitting in this space of like complete loss and not knowing what my path forward could look like received this really clear message to lead a meditation at 3.33 on Friday and it was like Thursday. And I was I'm like, I don't even know what that means. I've never led a meditation. I don't, wh where am I supposed to do this? How, who's gonna listen? And like kept getting like these nuggets. And so I finally created a Facebook community called the Lotus Sojourns Collective got online, said I was doing this, like cried through this like moment. And I'm like, oh, okay, here is the year that apparently I'm just doing this in front of everybody, not in safe containers, but like for whoever sees it, sees it. And um, started leading these gatherings at 3.33 for like 45 days and mm. other people came in to help support me and then realized that what I was doing was taking these aspects of a lotus sojourn and recreating them within this community and we had yoga instructors and writers and journalists and all different people like tapping into their zone of genius to create this community with me and it really just like birthed itself overnight and then um, not much after that I like received this message you're going to start an interview series. This is the name. These are your guests. This is what you need to say to them. And I was like, okay, well, the meditation thing went okay, but this is really scary. Right. <laughs> and so, and then I just kept hearing like, this is the year to say like, trust, 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 trust. So I sent out the email and by the end of the day, I had 10 guests confirmed to do whatever this interview series was going to be. And I'd never done anything like this. I, I to totally out of my comfort zone and, mm -hmm. um, and then started the interviews and they just were like, my, my soul was so happy. Like it just mm -hmm. was the right thing. And again, like creating connection, conversation, awareness, community, like all these pillars of my business were coming out in these other things that were happening while we couldn't travel and then I really started thinking about like well what does travel mean what does travel offer why am I missing it why do we need it and um, that's what was coming out of those conversations in the soul of travel is like really what is the essence of travel what does it do for us and what does it do for the world and um, so it's just been like this year has been a deep examination of why I even wanted my business in the first place and like building an even stronger foundation for it 
to move forward whenever it can, however it can. And then the last thing that that came up was is the Lotus communities. And as I was starting to hit the dates where I should have been traveling to Peru and should have been traveling to Guatemala, I was just thinking of the women and the communities and the organizations that support me in creating these experiences and and all, all of my colleagues, like how much the guides and the um, different restaurants and hotels and all these small businesses are being impacted around the world. And so I wanted to highlight the work that they're still doing because they haven't stopped doing great things just because we're not traveling there to see it. And so Lotus Communities is like just another layer to the community and a way people can support while not traveling. And um, at the beginning of of um, you know being at home and locked down or whatever you want to call it, I found myself wearing T-shirts that had inspirational messages, and I was just like, you know, like hanging to them with everything. Like, okay, I can do this. I've got this plastered on my chest, and so I created T-shirts that had things like that that really inspired me. And then they're also made by um, a women's cooperative in Haiti on eco-friendly products. I wanted to carry like my brand identity and my personal values through every single one of these things. And it's made me think about them so much in a way that just never would have happened if I would have been off leading all these adventures to just get really grounded in all of the whys. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, that's been a little bit about uh, how all of this has transpired and the ways that I've pivoted and it, and it has become so much about, like you said, this even more of an internal journey and understanding um, why I need to do this. And, you know, I could have just stopped. It, that could have been easy. Like I, I, this was really my first full year of trips. Um, it would have been easy to say, I mean, a global pandemic happened. I'm out. <laughs> like it's a pretty good reason. <laughs> yeah. And, um, you know, just like when the same as when I started Soul of Travel, I was looking at these people who I knew like this was not going to stop them. It was just going to make them stronger. It was going to make them go back to their roots and step forward in a different way, which they have all done beautifully. Um, and it kind of allowed me to do the same thing to just kind of um, you know, similar to the Lotus, like it's, it was almost the best thing that could have happened. Not that a global pandemic is right on anyone's wish list, but you know, anything could have happened that could have caused me to have to take a year to pause and, um, and look at it from a different perspective, but there is something unique in this global shared experience. I mean, that's very much what Lotus Sojourns is about. Like this, this is this, like we all have a touch point here now, and this is somewhere where we can connect. And it again, might look different than if I'm a mother in Guatemala and a mother here, but it still has this same essence. So it's still pulling at the same threads. That's beautiful. I mean, you're right. I think it does, in, in fact, define your purpose and your meaning in your personal and professional life. I also, you know, the thread that I heard when you were speaking about is that this year brought you to your knees in a different way. It was almost like an awakening. Mm -hmm. And I think with awakenings, number one, it's, it's 
it's interesting to look at how, you know, to trust that inner voice. We all have it, but do we execute on it? Do we take action from it? And I think it's about being vulnerable, you know, expressing yourself and leading, leading a meditation at, you know, 3.33 every day or, or starting your own Facebook group or getting up there on stage and doing your talk. And those are all ways that we hear spirit talking to us but we don't often answer the call. You know, the spirit talks to us all the time, but are we open enough to A, hear it and B, answer it and then C, be truly vulnerable. And I think it's, I think this year has shown us that, um, I was thinking of a client that said to me, she, she's moving and she's just changing her whole life right now. And I said, why do you think you're doing this? She said, because I'm recovering from COVID and I'm so grateful to be alive and I only have one life to live. So I better get going. And it just reminds me of what you did as well. It's like, wow, I can really learn from this horrible year and say, there's been a lot of shifts and I'm going to be vulnerable in that shift. Yeah. I, I was thinking, I often say that, that, um, and as I've been examining, like what travel gives us and thinking about, kind of what I've called or I'm like developing the art of travel, which is like bringing a traveler's mindset into your everyday life. And what I noticed that when we travel is that we're not on, on autopilot, right? Because when we are in our daily lives, we often are on autopilot and we miss what's around us. And when we shake it up, when we get it out of our routine, the shake up is what wakes us up. And this is like, you know, the, the collective shake up. And um, I think that's why travel can be so powerful. But if we take those elements that we have when we travel, like um, maybe being more open or more present or more still because we're trying to really enjoy where we're at because we have such a short amount of time, and then thinking, how can we pull that back into practice in our in our life every day? And I think, um, you know, that's something else that this year has given us is just a moment. I mean, so many of us have had nothing else that we can be doing. And so um, not that everybody is probably walking away out of this with an awakening, but, um, you know, it's just putting these pieces together and seeing what we can do with them and then um, bringing it into our journey in a different way. I totally agree with that. Do you have any other daily practices that you can suggest to take that journey that you would normally go out into the world with and bring it back into your daily life? Something maybe that you do every day that can help lift us up and, and rise above our own personal turmoil and then the world as it is? Um, for me, reading is my like daily sanctuary. Um, and I love it because it literally allows us to travel everywhere. And then the other thing that I love about travel is that you're kind of more open to different experiences and to learning and receiving. And so for me, reading does all of that. Like I can just have all of these experiences. Um, but I think uh, you know, the other thing is you're often more giving to yourself and more nurturing to yourself when you travel. So just looking at like, how can I be more open? How can I be more mindful? How can I be more honoring of myself and my time? All these things that we do when we travel, then you can find ways to bring that in, however it fits into your life. I feel like 
a prescription doesn't really work and I've been the one that like re rebukes it every time like when someone says you should do this every day I'm always a person that's like nope now I can't do it thanks like, right. I wanted to do that every day until you told me I had to <laughs> um but I think listening and that's the other thing that is really important is that when we travel when you remove all of our daily like messages and memos and personas and roles what's left is ourself and we can hear it and so finding a way to do that every day um, mm -hmm. is really hard and also I think probably one of the most valuable practices we can have and whether that's meditating or journaling or walking or running or anything where you get to kind of be with yourself even for like 10 minutes maybe even in the shower just like try not to think about what you have to do that day just be like the water is warm like I am calm it feels like this and like hear yourself be it's beautiful it reminds me of my um, my desire to live and be in the mountains forever. And when I am, when I place my foot on the earth and I'm in the mountains, all of the chatter goes away, all of the to-do lists and the, the angst of life, just, it, it's like, it falls away and I can hear the sound of my own soul. I mean, I, I it's just so clear to me who I am, what I need to do. And just, just being, like you said, just listening is so beautiful. And, and that is the challenge is to say, but if you don't live in the mountains or you don't live in, if you're not journeying every day to Peru, mm -hmm. to really bring it back into and create a smaller version of that. And part of that for me is just going outside every single day. And my dog reminds me every day that this is what we're doing and this is where we're going. And just to find that, that gratitude and that beauty in the fact that you're outside and away from all of the things, you know, they'll be there when you get back, yeah. but it's so important to take that journey um, to your own soul. You know, it really is a journey to your soul. And that's what you're doing with these women. And also in this pivot that you've created, which is so beautiful, so beautiful. So what makes you feel like you're soul centered? I mean, we talked about all these beautiful things that you're doing and um, I know you love reading, but if there was something specific that really makes you feel inspired and feel like you're truly soul-centered, what would that be to you? Mm, uh, well, I did my yoga teacher training this year and it wasn't necessarily about um, poses. And as you're, you're familiar with, you know, that's mm -hmm. most people go to yoga and they immediately think about the physical practice of yoga. And um, I, in fact, hadn't gotten my certificate for so long because I didn't want my yoga practice to look or feel like that. I really wanted something that was the spiritual essence of yoga that I knew existed because I'd had a few really great teachers that like showed me glimpses of it. Um, and when I, I finally, I took a class and was shown the signs that this was the, the class that I was supposed to do um, my training with. And there was just a few moments in that that, um, that showed me like, I don't know, like if you think of everybody asking the great questions and you think of writers and seekers and they're all seeking the truth and they're seeking like, why are we here? And 
through the readings I had to do for that and a few meditations, it was like the answers were just within reach. And that moment of knowing that it's not a mystery and that it's not just a story, that it's real. Um, that's where I found that, like, that essence, like, actually experiencing it and then, again, trusting it and being like, no, you didn't imagine that. No, that wasn't a narrative that you've been fed that you, like, let, like, it, it really happened and then I had to trust it within myself. Um, it just, it really shifted how I feel about being centered and, and what I want. And much like your friend of saying, like, this is my only life I have, mm -hmm. how do you go back and answer any question from that space, from that space of like knowing or from that space of awareness and then move forward, which is really hard because I feel like a lot of the times it goes con in contrast to what's expected of you. And so then it not only asks you to trust your tr yourself, but to like distrust everything else. Like, mm -hmm. you know, you have to go against the grain and it's really hard. And I don't know why that's true, but it seems like almost always it's true. It's like, you really, really have to trust. Um, and so I, I don't know if that really answered your question, but that space and that moment is kind of where, where it lives. I love it because it, it, I think what, what I'm hearing, you're hearing you say is that it forces you to get outside of the box mm -hmm. because just, just because everybody else says, this is the way you do things doesn't mean when you awaken that voice inside of you, that that is the right way for you. Mm -hmm. And I also think that this is part of being soul centered is to pay attention to your soul, which is what you've been doing through your yoga practice, through your yoga training, through, throughout your whole year and before is really paying attention to this one soul that you have and listening in to how to navigate that in, in real life, which is not always easy. Definitely. Definitely. Yeah. So I just wanted to thank you so much for being on this podcast today. And, and I learned so much and it, it sparked questions and, um, modeled for me to remember, to listen and surrender to that still small voice within, even when life pivots and we don't have a choice, it seems like many times. So I just wanna thank you, Christine, for opening us up today to the journey around us and also within us. Thank you so much. Thank you. Um, thank you. And how can our listeners connect with you? Um, they can visit my website. Everything is housed under um, lotussojourns.com. Um, but I'm also on Instagram and Facebook at Lotus Sojourns and at Soul of Travel podcast. Um, so those would be the best places to connect with me and find out more about Lotus Sojourns and how you can be involved even in this time when we're, we're not traveling per se. <laughs> not yet. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. And also Christine's information and her bio will be in our podcast show notes. So thank you so much for listening today. If you liked what you heard and want to share, please feel free to give us a five-star rating and share this podcast with your friends. You can reach us on all social media outlets, join our Facebook group, like our page, and learn more about us at www.mysoulcenter.org. 
Don't forget to head over to My Soul Centered to pick up your complimentary copy of Creative Kaddish, an ancient Kabbalistic ritual that will inspire and empower you in becoming a guardian of your loved one's story and support you in your grieving process and provide a unique way to honor your loved ones. And of course, your complimentary program, as always, Om Your Power, a seven-day program where you, where you will learn and utilize some of our most real and trusted tools in consciously and effectively transforming the afternoon of life in a very meaningful way. So I just wanna thank you for listening today and namaste, a heartfelt namaste to everyone.